The Trump administration is siding with the state of Texas in its crackdown on sanctuary cities, and Justice Department lawyers will show up in a San Antonio courtroom today for the legal battle with four major Texas cities. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a law requiring cities and towns to cooperate with federal immigration officials and more. Texas has now banned sanctuary cities in the Lone Star State. The four largest cities in Texas joined a lawsuit brought by El Sencio, arguing that the law threatens the guarantees of free speech and equal protection. Here's Mayor Raul Reyes of El Sencio. There's so much hate, and we know better than this. Joining us is Rick Sue, a professor at the University of Buffalo School of Law. Rick, the Trump administration has been fighting so-called sanctuary cities since day one. What are the most restrictive prov provisions of this Texas law? Uh, so the most restrictive provisions actually have to do with the penalties. Um, this is sort of a unique law in terms of the fact that uh, it authorizes removal of officials uh, if they were to endorse or have a pattern or practice of not cooperating, and also levying fines directly against the city. So uh, as you can see with the Trump administration, a lot of the discussion has been about how do we actually compel cities to do a particular course of action. Uh, Trump administration has threatened to withdraw federal funding. Uh, the state here has gone even further than that with removal of office and direct fines. Well, Rick, the, the laws defenders say it's not a show me your papers kind of law that it's more, although it's a very strong law, say Texas officials, it doesn't, it doesn't go as far as some other laws might. What exactly does this law do in regard to sanctuary cities? Uh, so it does two things. Uh, first, it has a very broad provision, uh, arguably vague, uh, with regard to any effort to um, restrict any official from not uh, pr not participating with the federal government in immigration enforcement. Um, I say this is broad because it doesn't just target specific so-called sanctuary policies. Uh, it would also target endorsement or any types of things that may be suggested to be pattern or practice. We'll see what the court decide that to be. The second has to do with this issue of detainers, uh, and these are federal requests for uh, local law enforcement to hold a particular individual for uh, up to 48 hours so that the federal government can pick that individual up. Uh, there were many cities that were concerned about the cost, uh, concerned about the liability that comes with doing so, that have decided not to participate or participate only in select rounds. Uh, this particular law, SB4, would mandate participation and cooperation with detainer requests in all cases. Rick, what are the cities arguing? Uh, I think the city is arguing two things. Um, I think on the one hand, they are concerned about the policy and the escalation of enforcement. On the other hand, it's very mundane and things that uh, local communities are concerned about uh, in various other contexts. Uh, they're concerned that this is an unfunded mandate. There are substantial costs that are associated with it. And as far as I can see, neither the federal government or the state are interested in reimbursing those costs. Uh, they're concerned about priorities. Um, right now, we have a decentralized system of law enforcement. Communities decide what is their priority, what is the biggest concern. Is it opiate epidemic? Is it murders? Is it gun shooting, gang violence? Is it robberies? Uh, and they're concerned that this essentially frustrates their ability to set priorities uh, if they have to tolerate and allow, uh, and in some ways uh, uh, force their uh, law enforcement officials uh, to focus on immigration when something else might be more important. Rick, the, you know, the, one can posit a lot of policy disagreements, but, you know, that the state made this policy judgment. Are there constitutional grounds uh, against this 
law that the municipalities and counties can raise? So this is actually what makes this law very interesting. Um, when the federal government, for example, as the Trump administration is doing, trying to compel participation, uh, there is constitutional protections there for local governments and local officials, uh, but only because they are a part of the state. The Constitution puts a barrier, if you will, that uh, prevents the federal government from forcing states to do certain things that they don't want to do. Uh, here it's interesting, right, because there isn't any federal constitutional protections, though some are be- arguments are being raised. Uh, that protects cities from their own states. Uh, the Constitution protects states and cities as part of the state, but there's nothing in the federal Constitution that protects cities from the state. Now, it does raise an interesting question as whether or not uh, the, in Texas and other states there may be state constitutional protections with regard to what the state can do in terms of forcing their own local governments uh, to follow their lead. So, Rick, they're asking a federal judge, the cities are, to stop the law from going into effect on September 1st while the case winds its way through the legal system. What are the chances the judge will do that? Uh, I think there is a – so it's always hard to predict uh, what a judge will do. Um, and in some ways, this case is interesting because um, although many cities have jumped in, it was actually the state that sued first, right? They passed the law and then immediately sued uh, the cities. Um, there is signs from this particular judge that he is concerned about the authority that local governments have, for example, in complying with detainer requests. He had an earlier decision uh, that essentially held that the county itself was liable uh, uh, in following a detainer request, even though the mistake was made by the federal government. Um, so this may – and I think there has been a lot of scramble to get it before this particular judge. So I think that there is a good chance, at least in the beginning, that we're going to have some sort of uh, – uh, 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 maybe a stay or a restraining order. All right. Uh, We'll have to leave it there. Rick Sue, professor of the University of Buffalo School of Law. Thanks for being with us.